Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Jake Rowinski with Row Innovations. Um, Jake does something a little different in the in the fishing industry. He actually does design and remodeling of baits. Um, I know a lot of other people do it, but he, he kind of does something on top of that I didn't know. So he'll design your bait however you want to make it look. You can come to him with an idea and he can make that happen. So I know he's worked with a lot of big companies. Uh, very interesting podcast to me. I, I liked it a lot. Super cool guy. Um, he's where I think he's worked with Recon. He's worked with LK Lures, Reyes, uh, a handful. You'll hear on the podcast. He's worked with a lot of uh, a swim bait makers. So again, check this one out. It's a cool one. He did forget to say some stuff on here, so I'm gonna. Uh, Mentioned this. He says they're all booked up until Labor Day, but are currently lining up new client work for September till the end of 2021. Uh, so check him out. Please go support him. Great guy. Um, sorry about the Manny thing. My kid, we thought he might have COVID. We're still waiting on the negative test. It's supposed to take like 11 days or 13, almost two weeks. So shitty. But we know he didn't get COVID because he uh, played kissy face with a girl. And I think he... Uh, he got what she had, and she doesn't have COVID. It's like a, a kissing disease, like almost like mono or something, but he's fine now. Um, so thanks for all the well wishes. Next week, I'll have another call in because I want to make sure I get a negative before I do any live podcast. Uh, it is going to be with, uh, we already recorded it, Mike from Tiny Boat Nations. Another good one. I've been dorking out on that. And I have another call calling lined up with a, someone that's very interesting but I, I want to get a confirmation from him first um my next in person will be with dean because we're going to do alley fishing alliance soft opening I'm, i i don't want to announce yet but it's very soon uh there's gonna be some big stuff going on there and i'll probably be doing a podcast down there for it and if you can please give us five stars on itunes uh, leave a positive review i'd appreciate that and listen to my piece that I say about my boy Fred Clenshaw, guide at Casitas and Castaic, one of the best. Thanks for listening, guys. Fred Clenshaw Fishing of Southern California is offering custom guided bass fishing trips for that first time fishing experience to the seasoned professional tournament angler and everything in between. Spend a half full day or a custom trip catered to your needs aboard one of the f two fully rigged high performance bass boats with learning techniques used by the top pros to find fish and become more successful in catching them 
Fred Clinshaw is ready 365 days a year and will professionally take you fishing. Uh, bring a friend, the family, or bring the whole group of guys with you. Fred is now guiding trips on Castaic and Casitas to Southern California's world-famous bass fisheries. Call or text him at 805-630-0160. Follow him on Instagram, my boy the hammer, the hammer of fury on Instagram. Or you can check out his website, www.fredclinshawfishing.com. Now here's where the deal happens. If you mention Cast and Crank, you're going to get a deal on a half or a full day trip. Um, I'm a little biased with this guy. I'm sorry. This is my boy. Freshwater wise, I, I got to say you got to go to him. And uh, not only, you know, is he an amazing fisherman, he's, I don't like using the the, the word, uh, he's a salt of the earth, but that that's what he is. Uh, he's, a, he's an amazing guy, nice guy, never make you feel fucking stupid. Um, book with him, man. He supports the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, go book with Fred. And just tell him, hey, Cast and Crank sent you. You guys will get a discount code. You're going to help both of us. And uh, that's about it, man. So, again, go check him out, Fred Clinshaw Fishing. Dot com or 805-630-0160. Um, I got a guy that I think a lot of people know of this company, especially if you're in the bait industry because they work with a lot of uh, uh, bait companies and it's Row Innovations, right? Correct. Okay. And I'm talking to Jake. So how many owners are there? Just me. Just I'm you. been a one-man show with uh, a couple friends helping out since the start. Yeah. And how long have you been doing it for now, man? Um, well, officially, it's been about a year and a half. I think we're coming up on two years in September. But uh, I've definitely been at it for a lot longer than that. Uh, something that kind of started out as a little side thing that, you know, just kind of unfolded into a full-fledged business. So it's been taking off pretty quickly and... You know, trying not to grow too fast, but uh, you know, so far it's really just me with a couple other hired hands that help out. But uh, we're hoping to actually take on some full timers by the end of the year. So, yeah, and so do you only do these? So explain to people what you do because they might not know exactly what you do. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I mean, a lot. Because <laughs> I I know um, because I I mean I've talked to like Brian Sander and I know Gary Reyes and I know you know some of these companies that have been to you. So kind of let people know, hey, this is what we do as a company. Okay, so I mean, in the simplest terms, we're a design firm, um, and we have in-house capabilities. So you know, actually starting the business as a social media based business is pretty tough because. You know, a lot of, like, legitimacy questions there. Like, are they actually a big company? Are they, you know, just some guy doing this as a hobby? And, you know, it was really hard to actually show people, you know, what our services are and that we're not just some guy with a 3D printer. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we do a lot in the fishing industry, but we also do a lot outside of the fishing industry, which is just straight-up product design. But we've been able to kind of tailor our services to those in the, uh, the bait world that, you know, some guys are garage makers. Some guys have a lot bigger operations and some guys are hobbyists. So, you know, each client kind of has to, you know, be treated a little bit differently based on the scales that they work on. But in the end, it's really just uh, product design. Yeah. So they come to us with an idea 
but they've already kind of, you know, hashed out a little bit. Maybe they have a prototype, but they're really looking to take it to that next level. So I know it's a hard question to answer because we do a lot of different types of projects, but, um, you know, I guess I guess more just, more what it comes uh, down to is just product design in its simplest form. More I guess tailor that question then to uh, what you do. I guess a lot of people you deal with a lot of swim bait makers then. Yeah, definitely. That's the majority of who we work with right now. Well, so maybe explain like what you do to the swim bait. That that's kind of cool. So specifically with swim baits, I want to say the, the main type of project we take on with a lot of guys are. You know, there are already people who understand the bait making process. They just need a little help with the production side of things and just getting their product to the point where it just looks a little bit better. It's ready to hit that retail market. Um, so, you know, they usually have an idea that's already brewing. They may already have prototypes that are out that are catching fish. Their pro staffers are already in love with, you know, how it performs. But, you know, it's a hand-carved little creation, so it's not quite ready to hit the shell. So what they do is they send us their prototype, and, you know, they kind of you know, give us a brief of what they're looking to do with it. And it's everything from correcting its symmetry, because obviously when things are hand-carved, they're not perfectly symmetrical. It may look it, but it's not. Um, it's hard to get certain details, and honestly, just getting the molds correct it's pretty tough especially if you're making them by hand so you know once we take that model and 3d scan it into our software and do all the corrections um we can resize it add branding all sorts of things um they give us the green light to go ahead and make silicone molds so we uh use a couple different types of 3d printing technologies to actually create these molds and from there, once those first molds are made, um, they're able to order as many duplicates as they need to really just suit their manufacturing needs. So you'll, so you'll you make the mold refinement project, and that's you know the majority of what we do in the swim bait world. You do you make the negative of the mold, or do you make the actual molds they pour into? Um, so we make the masters, and then we supply them with the, the finished mold. So. It shows up to your door ready for resin or whatever material you use to make your bait. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they do and now, like what I've seen, like I've seen Brian Sanders and Gary's, is that you gave them like a perfect symmetrical mold of the actual bait, and mm-hmm. then they pour the open pour stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah they exactly. make their own molds, so we just supply them with the actual, you know, glossed up, finished, symmetrical model that they can make, you know, their mold yes. setups with. Uh, do can now could you do this if someone wanted to, like say you had a perfect swim bait that you loved, could you make an injection mold for them? I could. That's cool, because I know there's a lot of baits yeah. that I'm like, wow, it'd be cool to not have an open pour and be able to close it up, and then have right. an injection on it. But I mean, you might not get the color, but having that top, you know, of the bait, kind of like I don't know if you ever seen uh, unique baits. Yep. They they have a cool cool mold i think he does an injection but he makes it on himself but they're very a lot of detail in them um mm-hmm. but that would that's another cool thing that i i thought of like man it'd be cool to make it an injection mold probably a lot quicker too you know but um, oh, definitely it helps speed up production as well once you go that route do you fish a lot of largemouth uh yeah i'm primarily a freshwater guy you know yeah. i kind of lost all my fishing time in the last two years since starting the business but uh, i'm a large mouth guy for sure is that is that uh your background then is is do you're an engineer or a machinist correct 
something like that? Uh, no, uh, I'm actually an industrial designer. We okay. have uh, engineers and machinists that work with us, but uh, I'm an industrial designer, which is really just a fancy name for a product designer. Okay, so you actually went to school for that and everything? Yep, yep. I went to uh, Wentworth in Boston. They have a pretty good uh, industrial design program that really focuses on you know, actually being able to bring something to life. So a lot of different programs have, you know, just kind of like fluffy design programs where you make pretty eye candy renderings. But, uh, you know, I really learned how to actually machine stuff and, you know, get a product ready for manufacturing, which is yeah. really you know, important, especially in this industry. Do you uh, mind naming some of the companies that you've worked with? Um, without getting in trouble, uh, <laughs> I got my start with Optimum. Uh, oh, did you really work with really Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Matt Pano really took me under his wing. Um, we can get into that after. Um, he worked with, let's see, obviously, uh, a lot of them have already been on your show. You know, so Brian yeah. Sanner, uh, Gary Reyes, um, Working Class Zero, um, Stray Rat, PD Rat, uh, just most of the, uh, the Swimbait guys, honestly. Piz, we do a ton of work with him. Oh, really? Um, Caesar, Caesar, we got a nice big project flowing right now. So really done. So nice. Pretty stoked for that one. So you do. So you do the actual um, hard swim baits too for so the resin molds, not just soft plastic. You'll do it all, everything. Yeah, we do both. Uh, I want to say most of our molds are actually for the resin baits okay. because there's no one else out there really providing that service. Whereas the soft plastic world is a little bit different. Yeah, you know, there's. There's lots of mold makers out there. Yeah. So you guys are the primary, I mean, it sounds like you are for uh, swim bait, like uh, actual multi-jointed resin swim baits. You guys are the pretty much the only person doing it. Is, is there other people doing what you do? Um, as far as I know, yeah. Um, you know, there's a couple different companies out there that kind of have a different business model. Um, as far as I'm aware, we're the only ones really providing a design firm-like experience as opposed to just different mold makers, you know, we don't, even though most of what we post online is all molds, it's really not, you know, a hundred percent what we do. There's yeah. A lot more behind that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you guys are based out of the East coast. Yeah. We're uh, just north of Boston. Oh, damn. Inland, so all the way on the other side of the country. Yeah. That's, 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 you're the first person I think I've had on from the other side of the country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever do call-ins. I hate them, but I mean, if I have to, like right now, because COVID kind of is jumping back up where we're at, I'm like, I want to get people that right. I'm interested in, and you were one of them, so I'm kind of like, cool, man. Um, do you now? Here's Thank a question you. for you. I I I've heard that people comment this too about making your bait symmetrical. Do you think it affects the swim of the bait? So, say some bait makers like um, big, you know, big poncho is. Uh, no, not familiar. So he kind of he does, him and Brian Sander kind of started at the same time. Big Poncho okay. just carves a million baits. He's really good. A lot of, a lot of the uh, weedless guys will use him out here. He thinks that by making it symmetrical could really affect the swim of the bait. You know, like how it swims. Um, or do you yeah, feel like, definitely. yeah. It gives it a more balanced swim. Yeah. But it depends on the type of bait. Exactly. And you, you don't work with a lot of soft bait guys. You're working with a lot of... Uh, hard bait like where you're doing the multi-jointed baits like you said with matt pano yeah um you know i got my start with soft plastics because you know that's what optimum does yeah um i you know some people are mixed on the symmetry for the soft plastics you know sometimes that 
asymmetry kind of contributes to the action. Yes. Um, then again, when you look at some of the resin baits, you know, having a perfectly symmetrical bait is really important because it's going to affect the swim. How did you uh, meet Matt uh, Pano? Sorry, what was that? How, how did you meet Matt Pano and how did you get involved with Optimum? So Matt and I go way back. Um, I, was, I started out as a tournament guy in middle school and high school. Um, started doing a lot of the, just the youth trails in Massachusetts and the New England area. And of course, like every little fisherman, you know, they want to get sponsored, right? So <laughs> they start hitting up different companies like, hey, I need free stuff. But uh, we kind of took a different approach to it and didn't just straight up ask for free stuff, which is, you know, what half of our inbox looks like these days. Right. Um, I had seen that he had a couple screenshots on his website um, with screenshots from similar CAD software that I was familiar with. Uh, I went to a technical high school where I started learning some of this 3D software. And I said, hey, it looks like you guys use the same software that I'm familiar with. Could I exchange some design work for some years? And he, uh, he actually got back to me, and he's like, you know, I never respond to this type of stuff, but, uh, you know, you actually are willing to work for it. So here, I want to send you some product, and here's your first project. And, you know, one project led to the next, and I eventually just started doing this on a regular basis for him, just kind of working on some uh, 3D files that he would get uh, 3D printed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a friend with a 3D printer, so they were making a lot of these you know, open pour type flat top bait. Um, and then I eventually went on to Wentworth and, you know, took up industrial design and, you know, the fishing thing was kind of left in the dust. Uh, you know, we got recruited to fish for a couple different, uh, college teams, but it really wasn't that school that we were interested in. So we just said, you know what, me and my tournament partner, we just kind of stopped right there and just, went to the schools we wanted to, but um, part of our program is that uh, you have to have a couple different internships or co-ops, they call it. And you know, I already had a connection going, so I just called up Matt and said, hey, I need an internship. Can I work for you this summer? And he said, yeah, come on out. So uh, I packed up my Explorer with my roommate and we took a little cross-country journey over to San Diego. Met yeah. up with Matt Mecula. Um, you know, Matt immediately just made me part of the family. They're a family run business, um, super generous family. They actually put me up in a house. They had an empty house in the family. So I had a place to stay for the summer. And, uh, yeah, that's really where I got my, you know, my experience, my first experience in the industry, because I wasn't just, you know, designing full time for him. Um, I was helping him stock the shelves, helping him and his wife, uh, Chinami, place orders and, you know, meeting all the cool dudes that stopped by the shop to pick up baits. Uh, I actually got to work on a project, a couple cool dudes, uh, Butch, I'm sure everybody knows Butch, mm-hmm. um, worked on a couple projects with Fred Rambanis, Bill Lowen, uh, nice. Paul Mueller, just all the optimum guys. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what I was doing for them is just, you know, being part of the company and designing where there was a need for design work, obviously, you know, there wasn't a need for me to be designing 24 seven, but I just learned a lot about the industry and, you know, learned a lot about the swim bait world and realized that, Whoa, it's a little bit different out here. These California guys are crazy with these big baits. I had never held a depth 250 until I went out there. So <laughs> you guys don't fish the big bait as much over there. Is, is there like, 
Is there like a community like there is in, in California over on the East Coast with the swim baits? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I want to say when I first went out there, probably not as big. Um, mm-hmm. There were guys throwing it for sure. Um, but yeah, now it's it's pretty crazy. There's a, a ton of swim baiters out this way. It's, it's definitely not as big as, say, California, where everyone's throwing them. But, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a pretty big crowd here. Actually, a couple companies we work with, uh, Lampiotti Lures, you know, they're a big bait company, mm-hmm. uh, Defcon, uh, a couple of New England guys. So it's it's definitely pretty big out here, but yeah, not as not as big as yeah. California. Well, how long were you out here for doing the intern thing? Uh, I was only out there for a summer, and then I just continued my work with them. You know, when I got back, um, had a couple more internships, and uh, you know, I still work for them. Uh, Matt flies me around to ICAST with them. Uh, I help out at shows. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of tough when we're 3000 miles apart, but definitely still involved with the, uh, the optimum family. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so after the optimum thing, did you kind of meet like Gilbert and some of the other guys from Matt? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, yes and no. A lot of it was, I just, I started getting people hitting me up on Instagram saying, Hey, I see what you do for optimum. Um, like, can you do that for me too? And, you know, I spoke with Matt and he's like, yeah, just don't make any, uh, soft paddle tails. To scratch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. And I was like, yeah, no, a lot of them just want resin baits. He's like, go for it. Like, that's totally cool. And so it just turned into little freelance gigs. I was still in school, so I couldn't really, you know, focus on it too, too much. Um, like I said, I had a couple other internships, uh, where I worked at Hasbro. So, I worked in the model studio there, and mm-hmm. that's where I learned a lot of my model making techniques and a lot of the 3D printed mold stuff. So that was, you know, awesome. I wish I had kind of had that experience before I went to Optimum, so I yeah. could, you know, provide a little bit more insight there. But I mean, all in all, it's, it's kind of what I've learned there is, you know, how I've kind of based my model shop. Yeah. So, and so yeah. another thing is, so you do since you do the the design. Will you, people can come to you and like, say, I got an idea for a bait and I'm like, Hey Jake, I got this idea here. Here's a sketch of it. So what you do is you make that sketch look real and you guys will keep, you have a 3d printer. You print out the bait too. Uh, yes. We have five printers and a CNC machine right now. Shit, and that's uh, cool. I think we're getting another CNC machine soon. So most of the 3d printing right now, um, yeah, when they send us a sketch, you know, we go back and forth and kind of just work things out. Everything's usually over a video chat nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes guys that are local will come in, sit down with us. Um, and we just kind of, like, you know, tell them, okay, like this sketch, you know. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It can't be brought to life this way or that way, but we can do X, Y, Z to make it actually look the way you want. Um, there's a lot of limitations when you know, actually designing the stuff based on how we're going to end up manufacturing it in the end or setting you up for manufacturing in the end. Uh, a lot of guys have crazy, crazy ideas. And they actually <laughs> they want to get them. They want to get them CNC'd at the end, and you know, three axis or five axis CNCing is you know, there's limitations. You can't do all these crazy curves and undercuts. It has to be manufacturable. So that's kind of like you know, we we start with that and let them know, like, hey, like there are limitations to what you're trying to do, but you know, as a design firm, that's our job to kind of work through those things and actually get them close to their original idea. If that yeah, makes sense. And it and and I'm glad you're talking about this because I just thought you just uh kind of squared up the mold and gave it back. I didn't know you actually helped design. Like you you take someone's dream or bait or whatever they have and you can actually make that come to life. I didn't know you did that part. So that's that's really cool, man. Like very yeah, interesting. That's really what we try to focus on to set ourselves up from the rest, you know, not not to knock any of the other businesses in the industry that make molds. I mean, they're providing awesome looking molds for the masses you know ours is just very custom and you know people are gonna drop a little bit of coin to actually bring this to life so we like to actually you know guide them in the right way to not you know just rack up a huge bill on prototypes or like test molds or whatever we'll actually you know walk you through the design process to come out with a successful product that will you know be able to hit the market what's the the uh most popular bait you think you've helped work on? Um, so we did, I did the boom, boom with optimum uh-huh. Fred. Uh, that was before we were actually an official business. Um, that was just me work for optimum. Um, honestly, so when you were, I can't really say <laughs> when you were doing that, a lot of different baits. When you were doing that bait though, did, were you in the infancy, like where you were, uh, you know, 3d printing it, making a mold, injecting or pouring it. Okay, you need to change this, this. Were you doing all that with them? Yeah, so Matt, you know, he owns the business, but he's very involved with the actual design process and, mm-hmm. you know, actually manufacturing this stuff. So it was a combination of, you know, me doing the design work, uh, sending prints to Matt. He'd make a quick little rough mold, um, kind of, you know, pour a couple, take it to his pool, send me a few, send Fred a few. We'd swim test them kind of get together and then figure out what changes need to be made and move forward. Uh, you know, the, the prototyping process for a paddle tail is a lot more simple than say like an injection molded soft plastic where, yeah. you know, there's a lot of machine time involved there. So it's quick and easy to kind of, well, not easy, but it's, uh, it's a much quicker process to actually, you know, make some progress No, I, in that process. I bet, man. And it's like, <laughs> I, I'm sure you've had some hurdles with, with customers where it's like, dude, this isn't going to work, bro. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. And sometimes, you know, people don't want to hear that and you just, you're working for them. They hired you. Yeah. So if they say, no, run it, run it. Like, I don't care. I want it. Well, okay. I, I told you so. Here, sign off on the drawing. I hate to do it, but you yeah. know, I, I'm the hired one. So <laughs> you ever had one where you're like, this isn't going to fucking work and it works out great. Uh, usually when they hit me with their initial brief, I'm like, man, 
what are you talking about? <laughs> and then it boils, and then it, and then it boils down. You're like, oh, okay, okay, this makes a lot more sense yeah. now. I'm a visual guy, so when you're hitting me with this, you know, three page description of what you're looking for, it's it's a lot. And then when I see a, a quick sketch of it, I'm like, oh, all right, that yeah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. And what was the uh, like the first bait company, the hard bait one you've done? Like so, like a a jointed bait or something like that, a resin mold. Was that through uh, um, Optum too, or was it someone else? No, so Optum does all soft plastics. Well, I mean, maybe um, I met through. A couple, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I met a couple guys through Instagram. Just you know, have been posting some of my my just you know fun work I was doing on the side, little projects, and also some stuff from Optimum. And uh, actually, a hobbyist uh, named Jason Abbott he's from, uh, down in Florida, he hit me up and he's like, look, I've had a couple hired designers kind of try to work with me. I make these resin baits. Uh, I don't sell them on a commercial level. It's just solely for me. Um, can you help me with these CAD models? And that was the first time I had ever done like a freelance job. So you know, it just turned into a friendship. Um, I wasn't a business at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where I kind of started realizing how many guys were trying to do this, either on a hobbyist level or, you know, on a business level. And, you know, I learned a lot. I had a really, really low-end printer that really is totally different from what we use now. But that's what I was using in my bedroom to kind of make these molds and masters for these guys. And, you know, one thing led to the next. And, you know, here we are today. But it's, I want to say, yeah, Jason is definitely the first guy to throw a, a resin project my way. So there's yeah. a lot of learning to be done there. Do you... uh so your first three D printer, how long ago did you get that? Uh, I got that back in college. I think I was a junior. How old are you right now? If you don't um, mind me asking, I'm 25 now. Oh, you're still a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got that probably four or five years ago. You got that first three D printer. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was a little Prusa FDM printer. So the style that you um, and most people are familiar with, where you you take a spool a rolled up plastic and mm-hmm. it kind of melts it like a huck glue gun and spits it out on a tray and you can get some decent resolution out of it. It's, it's good for form studies, like just quick rough prototypes, but yeah. honestly it's, it's not for an end product by any means. No, you can I, see all the lines and stuff. Especially nowadays with, with people, uh, everyone's a professional at everything now. And yeah. you know, yeah. everyone, everyone's <laughs> like, Hey, I'll just Google this shit and tell you how to do it. But you know, you, it's a, a trial and error. I'm sure you've done all that. And I know people are starting to buy 3D printers like a motherfucker right now too, right? Yeah, I want to say once a week, a buddy sends me a you know a, a profile on Instagram of somebody you know, <laughs> trying to uh, not copy us, but do, do similar work to what we're doing. But um, at, the, at the same it, time, I don't think people, like I didn't know you did all the background on the design. Cause you know, you go through Instagram, I'm flipping through and I just see, Oh shit, this guy will take your bait and, uh, you know, make it symmetrical. That's all I thought you did. So it's kind of like you do completely, <laughs> you know, you do way more. There's way yeah. more, you know, information than just that. Yeah. It's tough to kind of get that across. And that's, you know, that's my fault completely for, you know, starting a business and just using social media to kind of promote ourselves. Um, it's also kind of hard to show a lot of the design process that we provide because a lot of that's you know, IP and we don't 
can't really share a lot of what we're working on until final products out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we can get ourselves into trouble if we show too much. And unfortunately, we just keep posting pictures of mold. Everybody thinks we're a mold house, but it's yeah. cool. You know, our, a lot of our guys that are, you know, repeat customers, uh, they, they get it. Uh, a lot of the guys like Tiz and Caesar, you know, they're rate makers. They don't need us to hold their hands. So yeah. they know what we're capable of. And, you know, if they have crazy ideas or things they just can't do by hand. So they call me up and say, hey, can we do this? And, yeah, we help them out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, can you? Can I ask you the question, did you help work on the battle shed? Uh, I did not, no. no. I did not work on that one. <laughs> did you work on what, can you say which one you worked on? I, I don't, if you don't want to, it's, it's no big deal. No, no. So I, I don't want to say exactly what he did, but I will say that, you know, when working with these guys like Mike and Caesar, it's like, it's, it's very much their project. It's not me designing for them, which a lot of people sometimes. No, I get what get you're saying. I mean, that. It's, so I mean, with, um, like Rugged Thumbs. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yes. Uh, Corey. He, a rigid, is it Rugged Thumbs or rigid, Rugged, Rugged Thumbs, right? Yeah, Rugged Thumbs. Yeah. You know, a lot of, he, he documents his whole process and, you know, people see the baits come back and they have, you know, new fancy molds and they're like, oh, so you just pay Row Innovations to design your baits? And he's like, no, like I thought showing the process here would kind of, you know, let you understand that, you know, I'm designing the baits. We just go to Jake and his guys, and they set us up for manufacturing. Oh, you know, he, these okay. guys design their baits entirely. It's just they don't have the ability to, you know, get this thing perfectly symmetrical or, you know, make 20 molds in a week to set themselves up for production. And honestly, making molds really isn't worth their time at this point. They'd rather hire us to just set them up. So, Do you, and, and, you know, I've, I, before I did the podcast, I used to, I'm a tweaker, so I try to do everything like make a rigs, make baits, and just to like carve a bait, make one mold. It's like a long process, especially if you got a wife and kids. It's like, man, that could really kill you. And and um, it's easier just to go to you. It sounds like if I made baits, I'd do the same thing. But at the same time, so he he's a guy that you you talk to that gets a little flack for for showing the process with yeah. you, it sounds like. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know shitty. why. Yeah. Maybe it's because he's not as big yet as, say, you know, Working Class Zero or Toxic. Um, you know, people think, you know, like, we're just designing this from scratch for him. Like, no, he's put in, or all these guys have put in months of trial and error stuff, you know, dialing in their resin formulas, their microbeads, you know, how to weight it, what hardware to use. Uh, how they actually want to manufacture it. So, like, we don't just make a mold and say, here you go. You know, they actually tell us, like, okay, here's my mold that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Here's what works. Here's what doesn't work. Here's where I'm getting air bubbles. Um, I want to be able to cast, you know, this piece of hardware in with the resin so I don't have to put it in afterwards. And, and they go down a list of the problems they're having, and then we help them with those problems. So even the air bubbles, you can kind of help fix that somewhat through the pour. Yeah, and the way we, we use use a couple different types of 3D printers to actually make these molds. It doesn't take a genius to figure out how we make them. Yeah. Um, the only thing that we keep under wraps is kind of our, our finishing process. We just, you know, we have a couple different ways we actually get the shine on these molds, and we develop in a way that works for us. But, yeah, that's, um, that was another question I was going to have, because getting getting the mold to shine at the end is a completely different uh, deal, you know? 
compared to getting yeah, a flat bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's a kind of a shitty thing too to get flack. And I get I get what you're talking about, where it's like it's hard. People are gonna see some shit, and and when you put yourself out on the internet, you you got to be ready for flack. Look at what I did. I I put myself falling over my son's bike on 4th of July and America's got no talent used it. And I let them use it. I let them use it. And guess what? Guess all the comments just said, fat piece of shit needs to ride the bike. Fucking fat. Like, and I knew that was going to happen. So I was like, oh, well, it is what it is. My wife's like, you don't even know. I'm like, why are you arguing with these fucking trolls? They're not going to, you know, who cares? You know, but the same thing is when you put yourself out there, you got to be ready for, for, for something because, yeah, you know, I totally agree with you there. It's it's kind of crazy, actually, and I've had to really learn how to control myself when people, <laughs> you know, hit me up with this, these stupid comments. And it's all right. It's you know, one thing that Matt really taught me when I was over at Optimum, especially when I went to ICAST the first time. Like, you wouldn't believe the amount of bullshit in this industry. And I was like, yeah, I know it's in every industry. He's like, nah. Trust me, like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, and I, I had no clue. But sure enough, after putting myself out on Instagram and you know getting involved with all these different companies, you know everyone comes out of the woodwork. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's got something to say. And a lot of guys don't have something shitty to say, and you know they're just commenting to support. You know they hit us up and they're like, "Oh, I love what you do." But then we get other times where like. And people just jump on our post and they're like, why'd you make the mold venting that way? Like, well, dude, did you pay for this mold? Yeah. No. So pipe down. <laughs> like, you don't realize why it was like that. You know, this was a request by the customer. But, you know, it, you got to ignore it. Uh, you know, most people know me know that, you know, I'm quick to bite back, especially if someone wants to say something stupid on the Internet about work that we've just spent, you know, six months on. It's really hard to kind of keep comments to yourself, but we're not here to, you know, no yeah and i think you're learning that as a business owner now too that uh you you can't you can't shoot from the hip like you used to you know yeah no and i (laughs) you know i used to on our instagram page that was eventually you know converted over to a business account but to clean it up a little bit because it's really just not worth it you know it's Mm -hmm. it's it is in every industry um you know i have worked in other industries where i've seen some of the, the bad side of clients but it's not even really clients. The people have no business in even commenting in the first place. They got something to say. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, do any saltwater stuff too, like molds for people, anything like that? Um. Yeah. Uh, mostly out your way, honestly. The, the paddle yeah. tail guys like Gary, and, uh, you know, LK Lures. Uh huh. Um. You know, obviously, Optimum has a ton of. You you product. did a recon bait too, didn't you? I know they don't do it anymore. Yep. You did, yep. huh? Recon. Yeah. Sorry, I'm forgetting all the yeah, I know all the guys. But yeah, a lot of the the uh, paddle tail guys out your way. Yeah, um, they come to us, but out my way, not so much. Uh, it's yeah. kind of a different saltwater crowd out here. Plugs and stuff over there, more a little more like stuff like that, or more bait guys. Sorry, like that. what was that? Like a lot of plugs and stuff, right? Over on the east coast, like. Where the fish? You yeah, fish, yeah. fish bluefish over there. We have a lot of uh, striper guys. Too. Yeah, um, just a little bit different. Uh, you guys do a lot more inshore than we do. Yeah, so the tackles is totally different. Yeah, are you still fishing a lot? Not really. When I can, <laughs> yeah, I try to get out. Try to get out maybe once a week, yeah. but uh, it's nothing too serious. Uh, you know, I, I got a little fourteen foot aluminum gets the job done. 
take it out with the girlfriend every once in a while. But you know, this summer especially has been really Way tough. Way too to get busy, out. huh? Did you fish when you were down here in Temecula? Yeah, I did. Uh, a couple different guys out there showing me the local spots, hopping around to different uh, golf courses and whatnot. <laughs> uh, I did go to DVL one day. That was crazy, you know. I had never really thrown a big swim bait out there, mm-hmm. and I hiked it. Stupid idea. <laughs> Went way too far. Wore flip-flops because I'm not used to poisonous snakes. No. Um, <laughs> really just got super dehydrated and throwing a bull shooter around all day, just getting these monsters to follow me in. And then I came home and I told people about it. They're like, yeah, do you think you're going to catch those in the middle of the day? <laughs> I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. But, uh, now, I did do a couple of the bigger lakes out there, but uh, mostly it was just pond hopping after work at Optimum. I you know, met up with a couple of different local guys who'd show me like the backyard spots. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. Are you are you going to try to come back out here again soon? Yeah, I had plans to hopefully come out this summer, uh, visit Optimum, a couple of other guys out there, but you know, with this whole covid bullshit going on i'm not really quick to hop on a plane right now no so how maybe is next it, summer or yeah hopefully how is it is it bad over there or is it kind of cleared up um that's doing all right as yeah. far as i know um i've been working through this since it started and you know, we've been super super lucky that we were otherwise unaffected by all the yeah. shutdowns uh you know, my guys couldn't be in the shop for a couple months. It's just me, but uh, a lot of the CAD work can be done remotely. So yeah, and I feel like the out. fishing the fishing industry has, like, jumped up huge since this whole thing happened. Like, I feel yeah, like shit sold no, out everywhere. Sure. Especially you know, like, the, the smaller guys who are making stuff just completely in the country. They're not outsourcing anything overseas. Yes. So all their manufacturing is being done here. And, yeah, c- certain materials have been held up because of materials come from overseas but uh you know a lot of these guys are now they're home and they're able to focus on their their side gigs which is you know pumping baits out of the garage and you know people are home and they're fishing yeah so they're buying products from these guys it's you know we were all really really worried at the start and you know i've seen a lot of businesses in our building alone just shut the doors for good but yeah we're super grateful to be this this busy through all of it it's pretty crazy yeah for sure man um Let's plug your website, your Instagram, everything that uh, they can reach you at. Uh, that yeah, it'd be cool because I think a lot of people might reach out to you after this. I, I know if I had a big company, I would. So yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, so if you go on our website, um, there's a little bit of information about us. Um, it's not 100, percent you know, where we want it to be, but there's a a contact form, and then if you're interested in kind of you know talking about. A, maybe kicking off a project in the future, there's a little form you can fill out and it just kind of gives us information what you're looking to do and uh, set up a time to talk. Uh, we're just Renovations on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And that's about it. You know, we're <laughs> very much a social media-based company uh, trying to stay away from that and yeah, you know, not be as, you know, like we make all our announcements on Instagram. It's tough, but that's where our clients are. Yeah, you know, well, especially <laughs> yeah, the what, what you're aiming at doing. Uh, are you aiming to just really do fishing only? Or are you still going to do any other design stuff too? Uh, no, so we we do do other stuff in other industries. Um, we do some medical models. Okay, uh, for a couple different guys. Um, 
you know, a lot of my friends are freelancers where they work on just random projects in different industries. And okay. I have a shop here with capabilities. They come in with different projects all the time. And, you know, fishing is great, but, you know, I have a feeling there's probably going to be an end to the workflow at some mm. point. So we're always, we're always open to other stuff. So we're always, you know, following up with other guys who hit us up in other industries. And it's really, it's design work. So we can switch gears and do something totally different tomorrow. Yeah. Have to. Well, thanks again for coming on, man. Uh, thanks for taking the time yeah, out of the day. Thanks for having me. And hopefully when you come down this way, dude, we can uh, go fish. We'll go fish Calico. How about that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was something new for me when I went out there. That was a blast. Did you fish Calico so down here? I definitely take on that. You fished Calico when you were yeah, down we, here? Yeah, we did. Uh, the Optimum team had a nice little family outing. Oh, I forget nice. what boat we went on. But uh, about a, I want to say, I think we were in La Jolla. I forget. Okay. It was a while ago. But, uh, yeah, we had a blast. Yeah, it'll be fun, man. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thanks again, Jake. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks again.